Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download and subs- subscribe to this podcast, the Jayhawker Talker Podcast. You can also give it a five-star review and tell five friends who like the Jayhawks about this podcast, and we can keep growing this thing and... Get more people involved. You can always tweet at me at Mark the Overseer at Jayhawker Talker as well. If there's something you want me to talk about on the podcast today, it's going to be more transfer portal talk because in college athletics right now, that is where everyone is living at this point. And it's in the transfer portal. You got college football players bouncing all over the place, college basketball players. You got literally thousands of college basketball players in the transfer portal. And it's like the wild, wild west out here. And Bill Self commented this past week on it. Head coach Bill Self talking about how he feels more like a general manager than a coach uh, this time of year because he's having to sift through the transfer portal uh, while still recruiting, trying to get younger uh, kids in the program. So it makes it that much more difficult for these coaches in college basketball right now. Of course, Bill Self coming off his 20th year as head coach. And he says that they have three or four spots on their 2023-2024 roster. And there's a thousand players that he can try to choose from. So it's very interesting for coaches these days, especially a coach like Bill Self, who feels like he can get just about anybody he wants to come to the University of Kansas because of the rich history in Lawrence, Kansas, because of... Everything that comes with being a Kansas Jayhawk. But Self had this quote to say. He said in the portal, it better affect us positively for the upcoming season because our success next year will be based on what we can do in the next month from a recruiting standpoint. He said that on Monday at a news conference. He also said, we need to sign at least three, possibly four, but at least three that are difference maker type of players for us. There's only one way we're going to get more guys to come through the portal. The portal is important for us this year. This portal is important to us even more so this year than last year because last year we didn't have anybody leave the team. This year we've had some deflections, and I think for good reason. They've come here, and they have a chance to maybe better their opportunities, which also gives us a chance to improve our status with those same opportunities, and I'm excited about it. That was Coach Bill Self on Monday afternoon at a press conference. So he's he's ready to jump into the transfer portal. He's been in the transfer portal, as we talked about last week, on the podcast. But like he said, he wants to get three or four more players. And why does he have to get three to four more players? That's because since the end of the season... The Jayhawks have lost Zach Clements, Bobby Pettiford, Joseph Yesifu, and Cam Cam Martin to the transfer portal, and MJ Rice was the latest addition, and he just announced, uh, actually he just announced earlier this morning before I recorded this podcast that he will be attending North Carolina State, which is close to his hometown. So good luck to MJ Rice going to North Carolina State. But that's five guys they lost to the transfer portal. And Kyle Cuff is another guy who has not announced whether he's entering the transfer portal or returning for a third season in Lawrence, Kansas. But KU, while they're missing those guys, 
Bill Self has been working around the transfer portal. And he's looking at some guys, and these are the names that have been floated out there publicly so far for the Kansas Jayhawks. The biggest name out on the market right now for the Jayhawks is senior Hunter Dickinson out of Michigan, a seven foot one, two hundred fifty five pound dude. He is a dude, and he would be able to come in here and immediately help the Jayhawks program, averaging almost twenty points per game last season, eight rebounds per game for the Michigan Wolverines. That would be huge for the Kansas Jayhawks. You also have Harrison Ingram out of Stanford, Artario Morris out of Texas, Primo Spears from Georgetown, Nick Timberlake from Towson, Jalen Tyson from Texas Tech, and those are the ones that we just know of publicly right now. There could be more. And, of course, like Bill Self said last week, there is a chance that Kevin McCullough Jr., who was a transfer last year from Texas Tech, could stick around for one more super senior season. So those are just the names that are out there right now for the Kansas Jayhawks. And Self said this, again, at this same press conference, another quote from Bill Self here. He said, in the portal, it's a little bit different. It's a little more refined because you know what next year's team's needs are. And what he says their team needs are right now, athleticism, toughness, and shooting ability. So, yeah, that seems obvious. All those three things are what you need for a a good college basketball team or a great college basketball team even. Get better with your athleticism, your toughness, and shooting ability. They lost lost Jalen Wilson, who's a 6'8 wingman. Uh, So they need length. They need height and... That's something that Hunter Dickinson can bring to the table. That height that they need. A guy that can get in there, get the rebounds. Also have the ability to shoot from three. Bill Self says they need to add two or three more shooters to the roster. Need an explosive guy that can get it off and bounce off and create off of others. And they're looking for these things in the transfer portal this year. And... So they're not saying that maybe they even need the best player available, but just the player that fits these needs that the Kansas Jayhawks need and want in their program right now. Because they do have some good freshmen coming in. Uh, They have some returning players. They've got Dewan Harris Jr. They have K.J. Adams, Ernest Uday Jr., Zuby Ejiofer. And you've also got the incoming freshmen. I like to call them the freshman four. Elmarco Jackson, Chris Johnson, Jamari McDowell, and Marcus Adams Jr., who officially just signed with the Jayhawks, able to come on early. He was an early graduate. He was supposed to be in the 2024 class, reclassified to the 2023 class, and just signed this week with the Jayhawks. So you got the freshmen for Elmarco Jackson, Chris Johnson, Jamari McDowell, and Marcus Adams Jr. coming in here. So you've got about eight guys that you know for sure that are going to be on the team. You don't quite know what these freshmen are going to bring yet. You know what Dewan Harris Jr. can do. You know what K.J. Adams can do. You're hoping that Ernest Uday Jr. and Zuby Ejiofer can uh, take that next step in their sophomore season. So you're looking at all these different things. You're hoping for the best for these freshmen. But if you can add three to four guys through through the transfer portal, that can be an immediate impact for your team. That is what Bill Self is talking about right here talking about getting into the transfer portal 
and getting guys that might be able to come and make an immediate impact. And that's what you could get in a Hunter Dickinson, in a Harrison Ingram, in an Arterio Morris, Primo Spears, Nick Timberlake, Jalen Tyson. All these guys are guys that could jump in and step in right away for your Kansas Jayhawks. And the name at the top of the list, the name that you want to see come onto this Kansas Jayhawks crew, Hunter Dickinson, the big man out of Michigan. He is the hottest commodity in the transfer portal right now, and I know Self said he didn't need the best player in the portal, but right now, Hunter Dickinson is a guy who's the best player in the portal and would fill a need for the Kansas Jayhawks. He has the height. He has the athleticism. He has the shooting ability. He started getting that touch from the outside over 40% from three-point range last year. Didn't shoot a lot of threes, but when he did, he was nailing them. And that's what you like to see, especially when you lose a guy like Grady Dick, who announced he's going to the NBA draft. You hate to lose that sharp shooting that Dick gave you. But if you can get a Hunter Dickinson in, you're not going to say you're going to trade Dick for Dickinson, but... They're they're different players. Dickinson has more height. Dick maybe had more length. But Hunter Dickinson can give you things that Grady Dick just couldn't. He's got that experience. He's going to be a super senior. He's going to be able to come in and give you that leadership quality right away. Seven foot one, 255-pound center who would be an immediate impact player for this roster. 20 points, 8 rebounds was the average at Michigan last year. He can come in and give you that right away for the Jayhawks, and he would be the prized possession of this transfer portal class. And there's guys that have been around the program this past week who've been talking about how they want to step up in the leadership role. I was saying that Hunter Dickinson can be a guy that comes in and can be a leader immediately on this team. Sometimes when you're a transfer, when you're coming into a new spot, you don't want to take over and be that immediate you know, five-star leader right away. Maybe you want to lean on some of these other guys who have been in the program, like uh, Dewan Harris Jr. He's obviously going to be the the biggest leader on the team as he's been around the program the longest. But you've got K.J. Adams who wants to step up and be a leader. You've got Ernest Uday Jr. and Zuby Ejifer who can be leaders as well. And they said as much this past week. They want to step up and show that they can have a leadership role on this team with the freshmen that are coming in. And if the transfers that come in need somebody to lean on, these guys feel like they can do it. So this is just another step for the Kansas basketball program in getting back to where they need to be. Because the Kansas Jayhawks are a team, they're always going to be around that top 10. You know they're always going to start out the season in the top 25. The last few seasons they've started out in the top 10. You have a national championship a couple of years ago. Of course, the disappointment in March this past year, losing in the second round to Arkansas. Bill Self wasn't able to coach those games. If Bill Self had been coaching, maybe things would have been different. But can't live in the past. You got to look toward the future. Of course, we love the past. We love the history of the Kansas Jayhawks basketball program. But they're wanting to keep that level of intensity, that level of competitiveness, that level of championship contender at the University of Kansas. So that's where they're going to be looking in the transfer portal. They've got the four freshmen coming in, and they can make things happen. Bill Self seemed confident in that press conference on Monday. Feels like he can get some things done there.
Now let's talk about the football transfer portal because that's something that the Kansas Jacks had a lot of players coming back from that team that went 6-6 six and six in the regular season last year that nearly pulled off the miracle comeback in the Liberty Bowl. They have a lot of starters on both sides of the ball coming back. So seeing a few of these guys transfer out uh, in the past week isn't super surprising to me. Uh, it's a little bit sad to see them go, but at the same time, you want to these. You feel good that these guys can go and try to get a shot somewhere else. Like Ethan Vasco, who was a pretty nice prospect for the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, freshman quarterback last year. He he kind of he he saw the writing on the wall when uh, Jalen Daniels uh, started taking off last year and became one of the really underrated quarterbacks in America one of the best quarterbacks that just kind of came out of nowhere. You saw Jalen Daniels uh, just kind of take off. He even was in, before he got hurt last year, was in the running uh, for top five Heisman on a lot of Heisman lists. So Ethan Vasco, the quarterback from Chesapeake, Virginia, who was just a freshman last year, is transferring. Uh, Doesn't say where he's going yet, so he might not even know where he's going to end up next year. But best of luck to Ethan Vasco. Hopefully, he'll land on his feet somewhere, but it's totally understandable why you see a guy like Ethan Vasco uh, transfer out of Kansas because Jalen Daniels still has three years of eligibility left. Now, he might leave for the NFL draft before that, but if you're an Ethan Vasco and you want a chance to start in college football, if you want a chance to uh, be the leader of a program, this is Jalen Daniels' team at this point. And even Jason Bean uh, decided he was coming back for another year. So Jason Bean going to be a super, super senior uh, for the Kansas Jayhawks. So you've got Jalen Daniels, you got Jason Bean. You're set at quarterback here at Kansas for the 2023 season. So no big surprise there that Vasco's taken off in the transfer portal, but it was of note this past week that Vasco's heading out. So I wanted to make that clear as well. Also, this one just announced in the last couple of days, your starting kicker from the last three seasons, Jacob Borsilla. He is transferring. He is heading out. Does not say where he is transferring to yet. At this point, he just entered the transfer portal. So it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Borsilla was actually, he was a decent kicker early in his career for the Jayhawks. Last year, uh, it was a bit of a struggle. But the good news for the Jayhawks is they added a kicker already in the transfer portal. That's kind of where the writing on the wall came for Jacob Borsilla. He saw this kicker named Charlie Weinrich from Blue Valley transfer in. He came from Nebraska, and you got a kicker, another kicker coming in from Coffeyville, Texas, uh, Seth Keller. So you've got two kickers coming in trying to compete for that starting job in the Kansas special teams room. So, yeah, Jacob Borsilla saw the writing on the wall with these two kickers transferring in, thinking, you know what, I think I better head out while I still have the chance. And I don't blame the guy for it. I mean, he had a decent career to start at Kansas, and then things kind of slipped away. And even at the end of the season when they were playing Texas, they let the backup kicker come in and start uh, kicking the extra points. So I think Borsilla had... Uh, had his time to shine here at Kansas, had a pretty good start to his career here, and then it ended up not working out exactly how they were hoping. But 
like I said to all these guys that are transferring out, don't blame you. Best of luck to you. And some of these other guys that are transferring in to the Jayhawks, Logan Brown, of course, from Wisconsin, an offensive tackle. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Uh, Again, Logan Brown, the offensive tackle, straight from Wisconsin, coming down to the University of Kansas, hoping to compete for a starting spot on the Jayhawks' offensive line from day one. Should be an interesting battle there. Because, again, you got a lot of guys coming back on that offensive line. And then you got Kobe Baines, another offensive lineman coming into the mix from Wisconsin or from Louisville. Excuse me. Logan Brown is the one from Wisconsin. Kobe Baines from Louisville coming in. Going to compete at offensive line as well with Logan Brown. So the Kansas Jayhawks. Despite everybody always just talking about the basketball team, the football team is going to be something to keep an eye on again this year. Last year, they kind of came out of nowhere, surprised some people. I was not surprised by the turnaround last year. I predicted that they would start out 5-0 like they did, and I thought that they were going to have a a solid season and make a bowl game. That is exactly what happened. So if my prediction came true last year, maybe it could come true again this year. They have a lot of guys returning. They've had a few additions in the transfer portal. I could see the Jayhawks winning seven regular season games this year and maybe possibly making it up to eight if they can win a bowl game. Again, there's still a lot of time left. We're just now getting ready to hit uh, summer practices and things like that. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here for the Kansas Jayhawks football team, but a lot of guys coming back, a lot of talent on this roster, and it's going to be fun to see how things play out there. One more thing I wanted to mention on the Jayhawker Talker podcast as we wrap up the show here today. Shout out to the Kansas Relays. For those of you who don't know about the Kansas Relays, around here in these parts of Kansas, that is a huge deal, even in the around the Midwest. Kansas Relays every year when I was growing up was such a big deal, especially as a kid running track like myself. You always heard about the Kansas Relays. You always heard about these famous track athletes that were running there or had run there in the past. And this year was the 100th anniversary of the Kansas Relays. They were supposed to celebrate this in 2020, I believe it was. Of course, things got canceled due to COVID. They haven't had the meet for a couple of years. They're back. They were rolling strong this past weekend, and it looked like a great event. I was really sad that I couldn't make it out there to attend the 100th anniversary of the Kansas Relays because, like I said, growing up, it was such a big event for the local high schools to be able to try to compete and make good enough time to be able to run at the Kansas Relays or throw at the Kansas Relays or jump at the Kansas Relays. So it's just a lot of fun to see the 100th anniversary of the Kansas Relays and how it went off without a hitch. And everybody out there, it looked like, had a great time. I had some friends um, on my Facebook and Twitter pages that were out there. looked like they were having a great time as well. So hopefully next year I'll be able to make it out to the 101st anniversary of the Kansas Relays. Wish I could have made it out for the 100th anniversary, but just couldn't play it this year. But looked like it was a great time, and congratulations to the University of Kansas on putting on such a great event year in and year out, and I'm happy to see that Kansas Relays track and field event or track and field meet back in the fold for the University of Kansas. And I think that's going to be about it for me today. Again, thank you for listening to this podcast. My name is Mark Van Sickle. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast. As always, you can get at me on Twitter at Jayhawker Talker. 
or at Mark the Overseer. Don't forget to tell five friends about this podcast. Give it a five-star review on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to it as well. You can always catch my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Been doing a lot of draft covers. The NFL draft is coming to Kansas City next week, so very excited about that. Check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.